0: Hi, this is Gil Ford of Fortress of Faith. You are about to hear a program that was pre-recorded in 2016. Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace. Strengthening the saints against Islam's assault on North America. Well, thank you for joining us here today at Fortress of Faith, standing at the corner of truth and courage. This is Tom Wallace. Our guest this week has been John Guandalo. John is a former FBI agent. He wrote the first counterterrorism course for the FBI. His specialty is the Muslim Brotherhood. He's been on our program a number of times, and uh, this is a uh, program that we recorded with him uh, uh, near the end of last year. Even though it's a little dated, the information is still very, very valid for us today. And I want us to get into that here in today's broadcast. And uh, what we're talking about with John is the marriage or the connection that the Muslim Brotherhood groups that are operating here in the United States, what their connection is with some of the radical left groups. And so listen now as we discuss that. Here we go. You were sharing with us that there seems to be a marriage between some of the Islamic agenda to overthrow our nation. With the modernist or, um, you know, the communist groups, Uh, we've got different names for them. Tell us about this. What's going on?
1: Well, I think we need to start with a couple historical markers for our audience. Uh, Let's just say in the last 85 to 90 years, it's it's the left that has killed many, many more millions of people uh, than any other movement uh, on the face of the earth in the last 85 to 90 years. Uh, this is not a, a non-violent movement, and um, the the purpose of of the movement is to restrict liberty and to impose, in most cases, a form of subjugation. You can call it a communist regime, a socialist regime, over people, so that the government is the focal point, and which is why uh, communist and socialist regimes continue today across the world. To uh, outlaw Christianity and outlaw public displays of reverence for God, and this is important in the discussion we're having today. Um, at the local level, all the way up to the international level, the marriage between the progressives or the left, if you will, and the uh, the jihadist movement led by the Muslim Brotherhood at the global level is very apparent. You've got major parts of the Islamic Strategy here in North America, working in tandem with organizations that are directly funded by George Soros. Um, For instance, as a matter of fact, we have them right here in Virginia, where I live, uh, across the board. You've got groups like ANSWER, Act Now, Stop War, End Racism, Code Pink, working directly with Hamas. Uh, These groups getting anti-war protest permits, especially in, in like 04, 05, 06, 07, and 08, where CARE, which is Hamas in the United States, Council on American Islamic Relations, getting war protest uh, permits with the park police. Um, so, so little levels like that, but all the way up to the international level. And Code Pink is a good example because that's a, a radical left-wing organization that is overtly supporting Hamas, which is a designated terrorist organization. Um, and you've got this agenda on the left like with what we saw in the riots in Ferguson, uh, which were organized. Uh, and I just, as another historical marker, remind your audience that if we go back to the 1980s, uh, we now know that all of those anti-nuclear war protests that took place both in Europe and the United States were funded by the KGB. So these were not just, oh, spontaneous, uh, gee, look, 10,000 people just spontaneously held a rally. That doesn't happen when those kinds of, just like those big, uh, quote-unquote, protests or rallies in Egypt during the, quote-unquote, Arab Spring, which was the Muslim Brotherhood Revolution, those were organized. And those were planned more than a year before by the Muslim Brotherhood, which we knew now, and myself and my colleagues were briefing the members of Congress two months before it even happened. Uh, you, we know that these things are going on. And this marriage is dangerous because the outcome of what we're seeing in something like Ferguson, uh, where you have a criminal like uh, uh, the individual who was unfortunately shot and killed by the uh, police officer, but he went in and committed strong-arm robbery, reached in a car, tried to grab a cop's weapon. he gets killed for that. Any cop would, would likely, uh, their training would tell him to take that, that deadly force is more than authorized in those cases. Well, you have an attorney general and a president of the United States that are defending... Uh, not the police officer they're defending the anarchy they 're defending not the rule of law but the violation of the law and this isn 't the first time at the local or international level right. because the the progressive movement, the left wing movement, is violent at its nature it 's not just about oh let 's touchy theory let's and this is a problem this is in my opinion professional opinion a serious problem that conservatives and constitutionalists make when they discuss the left. It's not just they're trying to be soft and they want to make a big government. It is about destroying a constitutional system and using violence and chaos to do it. That's the way it always ends up. And we mm-hmm. saw that with the original communists in Russia. We saw it with the Nazi Party. We've seen it with regimes across, uh, across Asia uh, for the last many decades. And you see it today in other places of the world the goal a strategic goal is to create a situation where there is chaos so that they can come in and lay down the law i.e their system which is exactly the goal of the islamic movement the jihadi movement to create a system of chaos they would love it if patriotic americans or people who want to defend countries started attacking mosques that's what they would love because it would create chaos it would give them room to step up and say see they hate us because we're Muslim, and now you get international support for Muslims in America to start taking more violent actions. It creates chaos. And Islam then steps in and says, ah, we bring a rule of law, which is true. And it's it's. Uh, as a, I'll take one sidestep as a tangent and say this. It's one of the reasons that many Western and Christian women are attracted to Islam, because while a Muslim leader is going to say yes, you do have to wear this. Yes, that's true. And it'll feel like to you like you're you know, submitting some of your rights. But actually, I'm willing to protect you to the point I'm willing to kill for you. And if we look at what's going on in the West and the way women are mistreated, the way they're objectified, and the way the leaders even in the churches don't speak out about it, and we have a lot of weak, watered-down leadership, even in the Christian church people look at that and say, I'm just looking for good leadership and boy, the Muslims are there and they, there's no doubt they have strong leadership. Now this is a much broader discussion, but you have to understand in these in this process that they're trying to get us to, which has historically happened numerous times in the last hundred years, when the chaos comes, the structure comes and whether it comes in the form of a communist regime or an Islamic regime, that's to be seen. However, for all those socialists out there and communists that are working inside and outside the system in America, they need to know that when the Islamic regime stands up, all those communists and socialists get killed and all the liberals that are supporting them, all the homosexual community, all the women's groups. That's why I think it's such, so powerful that uh, the national organization for women is actually starting to stand up against Sharia. Uh, they're starting to see that this is a much So anyway, I want to lay that out and allow you guys to ask questions and kind of poke around there because it's a big wow. uh, understanding. But this isn't just some theory or a concept. This is their strategy, and it's a big part of the strategy besides all the stuff they're doing
2: at the subversive level
1: uh, inside our communities.
2: So, So, John, let me touch on two things. I just want to confirm what you were saying. One, that this marriage you're talking about is – is going to lead to chaos. The goal is chaos, so therefore structure comes in, and the, and the goal of the structure is to then have control, subjugation, and what better entity to do that than Islam and its law? So that's number one, right? If I understand you correctly, that and of yes. course we have seen this in Europe, where that's exactly what happened, what's happened in Europe. But more importantly, you also made this point that we have weak leadership because i know during the break you were saying that the solutions have to be local the solutions have to be at the local level politically the solutions have to be at the local level with people we the people and the church and i was saying to you during the break that as a pastor i see the progressive socialist agenda coming into our churches and um creating this false pacifism this false love where we as christians think oh let's just turn the other cheek and and let's not do anything yet our, our, our right, our, our responsibility of stewardship. Um, you said something about those individuals that are um, standing in the way uh, who are not wanting to step up and do what they need to do. You said they need to get out of the way. Is that correct? Is that, is that a fair message that we can then ask our listeners to put pressure on, since this is predominantly a Christian audience, put pressure on their churches, and their leadership, that pastor, bishop, elders, we are asking you to stand up. We are asking you to speak out. We're asking you to speak uh, what the scriptures speak to these issues. And if you will not, then we are seeking new leadership. We, we need others to stand Is that a fair statement that we need to be able to communicate to our listeners?
1: I, I believe it is, and I want to say this. The pressure you put on them doesn't have to be you don't have to scream it at them and you don't have to threaten them. What I'm finding is just by speaking the truth, that alone is, uh, you speak the truth to certain Christian leaders and they, their heads explode. I mean, they, they get very angry. They call you a racist. And right there, if I'm a, if I'm a parishioner, if I'm a, a member of a particular, it doesn't matter the denomination and I speak truth and I see that reaction from the pastor, uh, I don't think I just walk out. See, the problem is in a lot of these, like a neighborhood starts going down the hill, criminals start moving And What do people do? They just move. I think that's wrong, and I think it's irresponsible. I think what you do is you stay in that place, and you defend that place. But most people like to take the path of least resistance. I think you stand, and you say, no, I'm not leaving, and you can't make me leave. Um, now, there are some people in the church say, well, yeah, the pastor can make you leave. But there has to be a defense of the truth because that's what Jesus called every man to do. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I think uh, just speaking the truth in a common, uh, you know, conversational tone is enough to, to lay it down and just say, well, show me where I'm wrong. Show me where this teaching is. Show me where Jesus was a sissy. Show me where he was weak. Show me that he actually was a pacifist, because I don't see it anywhere in Scripture. I'd love for you to show me that. And if you're going to tell me, you know, well, but Jesus said love your enemy. That's right. He did say that. He didn't say be ignorant of your enemy. He didn't say be a moron. He said be savvy. He said be wise. He never said be an idiot. And so you can't love your enemy if you don't know he's your enemy. And when he says love your enemy, what does love even mean? Does loving my children mean I let them do whatever they want? Exactly. Is that what love is? Because I don't think that's what it means. And uh, that's not the way it's been taught through Scripture and through what the church has taught for for centuries.
0: Well, folks, we're going to have to stop here. But tomorrow, when we come back, I've got one more segment to play for you. And I hope that you'll make plans to be with us. When we also come back, we'll... Uh, you know kind of dive into what's going on in the political scene and i have some comments about the upcoming elections we'll get into that but we're going to take about a 24-hour break and we'll be back again tomorrow god bless you
1: You just listened to a pre-recorded program from 2016.